This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. Where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. Just great. Very good. And we're excited to be talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio 1210. You want to ask us a question about mortgages, residential, commercial, real estate, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. We are the only real estate show talking about the real estate market, which is still in great shape despite what the news says about it and you can listen to this show and past shows at our website goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at wphd's website so what's coming up today coming up on today's show mark we have the market report yes we have our business tips with asking dr a you got that new series yes we also have mark's funny story got one for you we have our mortgage mom topic which is what mortgage rates moving lower after Fed hike by 0.75%. That's good. I heard that today. That's a good thing. People need it, to know. People need to know. Mark, we also have our questions. Um, yes. First question is, how many photos should I have when listing my house to get the most showings? The okay. next question is, I am in business and I keep going through the hills and valleys that I have heard you talk about. What's your advice? <laughs> <laughs> Next one is I'm interested in buying new construction, but they won't give me a contingency agreement. What could happen if I don't sell my existing house? It's a good one. Next question is, is it common practice for a real estate broker to email mail paperwork to sign with no one to explain it? What exactly <laughs> you are signing? My broker just sends me the paperwork highlighted where I'm supposed to sign and tells me to send it back right away. Uh, check here and uh, sign here. Press hard, right? Complete. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Mark, today our topic is senior housing wealth rises to over eleven trillion. Trillion with a T. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is: Some succeed because they are destined to, but most succeed because they are determined to. 
like it. That goes along with that little hills and valley question there. There you go. <laughs> so where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is Frank's bell. So last week, you know, this inventory, everybody keeps talking about inventory. So last week we were at actives when we did this show, 4,643 actives in Philadelphia out of over 600,000. And this week it's up to 4,741. So, you know, we're getting a little inventory, but not thousands. We're getting hundreds, which is still some improvement. But the average rent in Philadelphia on a new study for a one-bedroom citywide went up to $1,812. Wow. So it is a lot cheaper to buy than it is to rent. And that's going to continue to rise, especially with some of the reassessment tax that our Mayor Kenny's doing. Somebody's (laughs) got to pay that. And it's not going to be the landlord. It's going to be the renter. So... Tuesday's report on new home sales came in as a miss of estimates and prior revisions were all negative. This data line confirms what we all knew. The housing market, at least in relates to construction, is already in a recession. Uh, what I have they try to do with the economic work is connect the dots and show a pathway to why something could happen. Since the summer of 2020, you believe that the housing market would change once the ten-year broke ten-year yield broke one point nine four percent. However, for new home sales sectors, it would put the business model at risk. We talked about this back in March. Even last year, we talked about the problems with housing construction boom because they were so far behind. The builders learned their lesson in the mid two thousands. That two thousands understand that it's not in their best interest to create tons more residential real estate beyond the standard demand curve. So we're like 5 million houses behind, but they're now, now Biden's got them a little scared and they're holding up again with the mortgage rates going over five. So they're getting nervous about construction growth. Mortgage rates have risen and the builders have many more homes under construction. So they're going to stall things until they can sell the homes that they're building. This w- this is why like the, this fifth recession red flag in June, the reality, everything looks normal as long as you know that the builders don't build homes for society. They build homes to make money. <laughs> That's what the one thing that government people forget about. You know, they're in it to make a buck. Not to, this, this is not a social program. Right. And then, you know, there was a writer on them uh, of these billionaire how about Warren Buffett's company getting sued for redlining? And they said they were redlining, which this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you got to, this has got to be a couple employees that did something stupid out of a giant company. But they said they redlined against black Latinos in Philadelphia, New Jersey, Delaware, and they're going to settle for $20 million. It'll be interesting how much money Buffett donates to the Democrat Party come the, <laughs> come November after all this. Right. But he still will write. He'll still will write the big check. But I mean, how stupid do you got to be with the business going on here? I don't. I don't know. I just don't understand it. I mean, I just don't see that kind of stuff going on. I have never ran into it in my whole career. I just don't understand it. I just I had don't a understand. Small I had, situation, but nothing major. You know, I've I seen car insurance companies do this, but I, I never ran into a mortgage company that did it. 
So uh, tell us about the rates. The rates are in, in con- what do you call it? What am I trying to say? Contradicting what you may have heard or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're 30. Yeah, I, what, what? I listened to that Fed speech and he was very careful how he worded that thing. Now you have to understand they already built that into the rates. So it's not, you know, as of that day, then the rates are going to automatically increase that they knew it was coming. They built it already in. And that's what I'm going to talk about on my topic, because actually, you know, the rates have come down. So right now you're looking at a 30 year conventional at five and a half percent, depending on what your credit score is. Again, you could probably be around five and a quarter. Your 15 year fix is at 4.625. Your five one arm is at four and a half percent. Your 30, uh, your 30 year FHA is at 5.25%. And your VA can go anywhere from five and an eighth to five and a quarter. So I know. It's just so weird how they're renaming everything. Like they talked yesterday about it's not a recession because their definition recession before was a couple months of negative GDP. And now they're saying that's not the case. And then I seen uh, our vice president at a meeting and she goes, I am, you can, Refer to me as she or her. Oh no, she blue, didn't. With a blue suit on, I was like, "What?" Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, they just got to get over all this PC stuff. It's getting ridiculous. It's nuts. But, yeah, I know. I said, "So wait a minute, is that her with the blue coat on?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the race, Dan will get into that. So with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So are we at the end? So, Mark, we are up to Mark's funny story. I got one for you. So, and this one, this one I like because it reminds me of something down at the stadiums I'll mention afterwards. So before going to Europe on a business trip, this man drove his Rolls Royce to a downtown Philly bank and he went in and he asked for an immediate loan of five grand. The loan officer was kind of taken back and he requested collateral. So the man said, well, then he goes, here's the keys to my Rolls Royce. The loan officer promptly had the car driven into the bank's underground parking lot Gave the guy $5,000. Two weeks later, the man walks back through the bank's door, asked to settle up his loan and get his car back. He goes, that will be $5,000 plus principal. So it's $5,000. It'll be $15.40 in interest. The man wrote the check out, started to walk away. He goes, wait, sir. He goes, why are you going? I found out that you're a multimillionaire. Why in the world would you need to borrow $5,000? He goes, well, where else could I park my Rolls Royce in Philadelphia for two weeks and pay only fifteen dollars and forty cents? That's great. You know, you know what bugs me about the stadiums? Like everybody, all my friends go to these games. Thirty-five dollars to park. You know, it's getting ridiculous. Who gets that money? I'd like to know who has that contract because them park a lot's been paid for for years. <laughs> How much does it cost to clean up a park a lot times twenty thousand times thirty-five hours? I'm really, government is really starting to get on my nerves. Oh, starting? 
Starting? Starting. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. So well, anyway, it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment. And her segment today is Mortgage Rates Moving Lower, which is surprising. <laughs> it is, especially since everybody is in a panic over the Fed hike. So the Federal Reserve concluded one of its eight its eight regularly scheduled meetings in, in 2022, this past week. And as expected, they announced a rate hike of 0.75%. But if you still think, after many, many segments, that that means that the mortgage rates moved higher, Mark, you got to think again. Because, in fact, if you're not sure why mortgage rates could move lower, even when the Fed hiked, you, you need to read a little bit more information on it. But as of, as of for today, it's fairly simple. The market simply wasn't already expecting the 0.75 rate hike. It was a 100% foregone conclusion. So they knew that this was going to happen. So the other option yep. that anyone could argue and put it on the table was that a 1% rate hike was going to happen. But the Fed speaker themselves had already dismissed that idea two weeks ago. Most importantly, the Fed fund rates decision has nothing to do with the mortgage rates by the time that decision is actually announced. So the only exceptions are for the occasions where the market is legitimately unsure about the size of the impending rate change or the extremely rare intermeeting emergency rate changes. And we know, and I'm not going to go there politically, but we know what that really means. And that means when that guy's at the podium and he starts talking and people get really freaked out. So that could also be an emergency rate change. So that meant that the impact on the mortgage rates would have to come from the, wor from the words in the Fed's policy statement or from Powell himself during the press conference. So on that note, Powell set the stage for the Fed to shift gears in the coming months, saying that the Fed funds rate was now at neutral levels and the pace of rate hikes may need to slow down in response to the economic strain. So he did specify that the shift would depend on data and it was nonetheless notable for being the first time in 2022 that the Fed explicitly discussed the light at the end of the rate hike tunnel. <laughs> yeah. At first, when they started questioning him, I thought they gave the questions at in advance because he was flipping through pages and I thought he was reading. <laughs> and then after about four or five questions, I think he started being honest. And then one of the guys caught him off guard and he really kind of mentioned about another rate probably in eight weeks. Right. And so, you know. So we'll see. But again, but we're at but nine, again, we're over 9% inflation. And this is, they raised these rates before and it had no effect. And they keep talking about this job market, but we're still at 11.2 million open jobs. And they keep saying, well, unemployment's only at 3.96. And we created 375,000 jobs, but you had everybody coming back into the workforce and nobody questioned them about that. Like if I would have been there, I wouldn't, wait a minute, you had all these people out of work, now they're back in work, you're counting them? This is not new jobs. Right. And they can't right. understand why these 11.2 million people don't want to work. Well, if you all keep paying them unemployment and sending them uh, stimulus checks, 
They Why might, would you? They might not come back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. And there's a restaurant in my area that literally is just shut down three days a week because they say it's for maintenance that was already scheduled. But then they also tell you that it's the lack of, of all right, anyway. One of my favorite my restaurants su- up on 611, <laughs> Lancers, closes every day at 3 o'clock. And it used to be a 24-hour diner. They can't get uh, staff to work dinner shifts. Right. It's unbelievable. All right. So the net effect was for a small but swift decline in the rate height expectations by the late 2022 and early 23. So based on the rationale above, this should be good for mortgage rates. And indeed it was. The average lender has already near to the lowest levels since early June, even before the Fed. So the afternoon gains in the mortgage-backed bonds allowed many lenders to lower their rates just a more bit the same day that the Feds came out. So lenders who didn't make any changes will be in a good position to do so the next day. And they did that again. So unless the bond market hits a big snag in the overnight trading, everything should still stay lower. Um, The lender rate quotes continue to be widely stratified depending on the inclusion of the points or other forms of higher upfront court um, costs. So remember the points you can pay to lower the rate. Like right now, if you pay one and a quarter percent, you can get to four and a half percent on an interest rate. Again, depending on what your credit score is. So the lender, um, the points are simply worth more than the normal right now, because when it comes to lowering the interest rate, attached to the mortgage, right? So in normal times, one point, which is 1% of the loan balance, might be roughly worthy of bringing down that rate by a quarter on a 30-year fixed conventional. And at the present, it's right hovering around a half a percent for some scenarios. So that's a good thing. Right. So while paying that point may or may not make sense for an individual borrower, the fact is an option is resulting in many lenders advertising lower rates, and then they have that little asterisk. So, you know, clients are going on the the website, what's the best 30-year rate? And they're saying that it's four and a quarter percent, but they're not following up with that asterisk knowing that that's with paying points. So you got to be careful. The points aside, the mortgage market is still more stratified than normal as different lenders were affected in different ways by the recently brutal rate rate spike. Yeah, and the so people that are going to get hurt really from this are credit cards, student correct. loans, stuff right. like that. You know, that, right. that's where they're really going to get hurt. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So, the last rate hike didn't do anything to inflation. Inflation went up. So I, I don't know what the rationale is here. I, I don't get it. Well, with all that being said, you know, the going rate for a conventional 30-year fixed is anywhere from five and an eighth to six and an eighth, and that's 6.125. And it depends on the upfront costs and the specifics of the scenario and the lender. So they had to split the difference. It's just like splitting a baby between all of the above. Um, with And also, Mark, just like what you're talking about, you know, that's one of the jobs with the reports. It, it all comes into play. The problem is don't get caught up in shopping for a rate and not knowing the costs that go along with it. So call me at 609-605-7153. 
I will give you the honest answers on the rates, what program's going to be best for you, and go over the scenario. How long are you living in the house? What's important to you? Um, you know, there's a lot of questions that come into play instead of what's your interest rate. So again, and, and yeah, I mean this, I understand the whole rate thing, but this inflation thing, they're now, they want to pass another $800 billion. They got to stop spending money. Spending government money increases inflation. I don't know why they don't get it, but they're going to do it again. And they're going to tax small business by 11%. They get it. It's Everything is on purpose. Yeah, I know. All right, so let's go to our questions before we start. Well, we got to go to a break. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So we even found a bright spot with the rates going. There you go. See yeah. that? Yep. So we're at the question. So what's the first one? So the first question is, how many photos should I have with my listing to get the most showings? It's funny with these real estate agents. I was in uh, the multiple listing service today. And I was looking at a couple of houses and they had a picture of every room in the house, except the house itself. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you pull up and, well, I can't see the bathroom. Is this it or not? Oh my God. Like, how do you forget to take that one? That's crazy. <laughs> but I, I seen a study a while back, a uh, minimum of 25 pictures will get you the most views. I think now you can, I don't know how many you can put in now. In the old days, when I first got my license back in 99, I think you could only put like five pictures. But now I think you could put like 50 pictures if you want. I don't even well, when know. When you first got your license, you know, there was a lot of things going on back then. I mean, the camera was, wasn't the squirrel still running around on the no, camera? No. I had a Blackberry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crackberry with the qwerty cute the qwerty keyboard boy. Oh, I could type that baby doing sixty five miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) But I back then now I heard uh, a number a minimum twenty five pictures. But uh, the agents, you know, some of them they want to slow down before they take that picture of the house, like. On the high-end stuff, they'll hire <laughs> professional photographers. But I've seen some. They must have drove by and not even slowed down. Just snapped the picture, man. That's There's some crazy. great pictures in there. That's crazy. What's the second one? Oh, my God. All right. The next question is, I am in business. And I keep going through hill, hills and valleys that I hear you talk about. What's your advice? I just... Welcome to life. How's that? Welcome well, to life. It's not really life. I just talked to, I, I did my, uh, in my school, we give you a free coaching session along with the information to pass the real estate test. And it's called zero to 20 million in production. And I had three business people getting real estate licenses. And we talked about this topic and they were all going through it. And the reason they go through it is they get focused on working on the business that rather than building the business i'll give you an example a contractor gets a house and he's going to rehab this whole house so he's got his own crew in there for two months redoing this whole house and in the meantime he's not lining up the next job 
And then that job ends, they get paid, and he's laying his crew off, and you're in the valley. And a lot of small business people are like this. They, they don't lead generate correctly. And rather than leverage, like in real estate, I tell the, tell the agents and the students, 90% of the real estate agents in our business do not have an assistant. I don't know how they operate. But they they want they I want to do everything by themselves, and when you're doing everything by yourself, like if you're a contractor and you're working on a house, who's marketing for the next job? And that's what that's where the hills and valleys come in. You got to be always marketing, or you don't grow, and you got to leverage or you don't grow. I remember we had a sponsor. Remember we had that roofer, and he advertised on our show for three months, and he got so much business, he got scared right. and quit. And I just couldn't get my, I couldn't yeah. understand. I'm like, hire more guys. You can do five roofs right. at a time. But he got scared. Fear of success. No, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day. They've been in the business for over 30 years. Don't have assistant. Sounded exactly like me, Mark. They couldn't let go. They couldn't delegate. They were afraid to leverage. Yeah, and once you got a taste of it 13 years ago when I kept saying, you need to hire an assistant, there's no going back. Correct. There's no going back. I don't know what I would do without my assistant. So like, well, the business would fall apart because there was no way I could teach all the classes, do the marketing, everything else. It's just, and right. I'd be stressed out and dead. <laughs> but like, you're going to make a lot more money if you leverage and you leverage maybe your marketing to somebody or if you're not good at that. But that's what right. you want to avoid hills and valleys. Hills and valleys are stressful. I know a lot of agents, when they're on a hill, they're all happy as hell, and they take trips, and they do everything, <laughs> and then they're in the valley, and they're all stretched out, stressed out, and then they do the usual stuff. Send out the Eagle schedule, the Philly schedule, the calendar. I just it's, saw that recently. I just got one. I just got, <laughs> I just got one the other day, this letter with a picture of my house with two trucks ago. <laughs> so it must have been some Google picture. It was the old gold one. I hate it. And there it is. Right. Do you want to sell your house? Yeah. This is who I want to sell my house to. Somebody that took a picture of my house <laughs> like six years ago. <laughs> Whatever. What's the next Crazy. What's the next one? All right. The next question is, I'm interested in buying new construction, but they won't give me a contingency agreement. What could happen if I don't sell my existing house? Yeah, you got a problem here. I mean, if, it's, if this deal is contingent on your sale, I don't understand why they wouldn't do this. I mean, I mean... I, the market's too high. Yeah, I don't know what they're worrying about. I mean, unless if I was them, if I was the builder, I would say, all right, show me your listing. Show me pictures of your house to make sure you don't have a house that's not going to sell. But if you got right. a decent house that shows right and it's priced right, I don't know what they're worrying about because this thing's going to sell. We're still at around seven days in Philly on the market. Seven days. Yeah, and it's climbing, I think. It's climbing a little uh, bit. Uh, not much, because what? We're in one week, we went up 100 actives. In one week, 100 actives. Yeah. We're not going up 1,000 actives. We're going up very slowly. And now you got the builders all scared and pulling back. So they're going to, they're building 352 new apartments at, I think, 46th in market. And then I re it was interesting. I was reading it. And then somebody asked the guy, is this going to be low-income housing? He goes, well, I can't exactly say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, they're going to be like two, three grand a month, you know. Right. But it's Well, we have a, 
you know, speaking of that, and I'm going to have them on the show, but we have an amazing project that's going on in Kensington right now where they're building 168 units. Yep. They're going to be a mixture of single family um, row homes, uh, multifamily, and then also condos. Right. So um, Joanna from uh, Century 21 Veterans, it's her project. I'm going to bring her on um, next week or so, so she can go over the project, but that's going to be a huge bump for that area. Yeah, and they're going to be sold before they're even built. What's Correct. the next question? The next question is, is it common practice for a real estate broker to email mail paperwork to sign with actually not going over it? The broker just sends, says press here and return as soon yeah, as you I can. Know. This is the DocuSign. And you know what? This is a problem. Right. And I, 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 all the offices I've been running over the last few years, you know, I think there's a lot of liability here because one of the questions at the very end of the agreement of sale is, do you fully understand everything you read and before you sign this agreement? And some of these people are writing these contracts up and just emailing them over to people with DocuSign and you pick your little signature and click, 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 click. And did they actually explain every page of that agreement. Like, this came up one time before a few years ago on the show. If I wanted out of that deal, and I said, I went out of this deal, and they said, you can't get out of this deal. And I hired a lawyer, and I pulled up my phone records, and my phone records showed when this agent sent me that contract, that phone call was two minutes and 45 seconds long. There's no way they explained that contract to me. No way. And I would win that court case. I think there's a li- lot of liability with agents that just keep sending this stuff out and not going page by page through that contract with the sellers. And you got, we've had the highest rate of people backing out of contracts right now because they don't understand the contract. They don't understand the liabilities. And how do you expect to get a referral? What did you actually do? I know. You know, you have no relationship and your buyer has no confidence or trust in your ability because you haven't taken the time to earn it. I know. I think it's a little dangerous. I'd be very careful uh, uh, docu-signing something that somebody didn't explain to me. All right. Yeah, agreed. All right, so what's coming up next? All right. So coming up next, Mark, is going to be our topic of the day, which is senior housing wealth rises to over $11 trillion. All good news. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive. All the time, we'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is senior housing wealth rises over $11 trillion. Trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. That is a lot and, of money. And, you know, and this had an impact during the old panscamic, and because uh, <laughs> a lot of people didn't spend a lot of money. And homeowners aged 62 and older saw their collective housing wealth increase in quarter one of 2022 by almost 5% compared to positive quarter uh, compared to the previous quarters. This constitutes an increase of approximately 
520 billion to a record 11.12 trillion dollars of equity these people are sitting on according to data provided by the national reverse mortgage lenders association in conjunction with a company called wristband the increase was reported this week in a quarterly release uh on reverse mortgage index according to the email update distributed to the association's membership so they rose in Q- quarter one 2022 to 380 point, 388.83 which marks another consecutive all-time high index original publication in 2000 that increase was described as being primarily driven by an estimated 4.4% or $563 billion increase in the value of homes since 2000. This was all said, however, by a 22.06% or $43 billion increase of senior home mortgage debt, a migrating factor coming in slightly lower than the one seen in the previous quarter. Inflationary fears, market volatility, and concerns about a possible recession, which we're basically in, In, have created a great deal of anxiety for Americans' aging population. Now, this is all all your crew, the baby boomers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now may be the appropriate time to consider some strategic use, strategic use of all this home equity to help improve older homes, retirement security. You know what that used to really bug me? And, I, and I, I used to run into these seniors. I remember one story out in Wingate. And this lady had this house that was worth like 700 grand. And she was living really terribly in this house. She had a hoarder problem. And she had leaks all over. And she was sitting on like $700,000 of equity. And, and like a reverse mortgage for her could really improve her everyday quality of life, you know, but she didn't know. And I remember I helped her out and I, I straightened out all of her credit card debt and everything else. And I remember you talking later, about her. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that story? And yep. I got a really nice letter from the daughter a couple months later, thanking me for mm-hmm. like, you know, going that extra mile and, and like saying, you know, why are you living like this? Because when I got there, it was a really cold, rainy night, and she was basically living in this Florida room, and she had pots and pans in the kitchen, and there was leaks everywhere. And this was like a big stone in Wingate, uh, Wincote, probably worth like seven, eight hundred thousand back then. And I straightened her all out, and she ended up fixing it up, and then she sold it and moved in with her daughter. And she had all this money, and now she was living a great life. So you got all these seniors sitting on. $11 trillion worth of equity where rather than, you know, cutting coupons every month and struggling in these stores, there's things they could do and have a lot better quality of life. You know, them commercials are about the reverse mortgage. You got to be careful, but still, you know, why, why suffer when you're sitting on that kind of capital and equity? You know what I mean? Cause nobody's educating them. I know. They don't know. And I felt really sorry for that lady. I I remember it was a rainy Friday night, cold as hell. I knocked at the front door. She came around and I went in the back door. The way she was living really upset me. And I'm thinking, where's the damn family at? And then once I get into it, the family showed up because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, now we're talking (laughs) about money. Here's the family. But it ended up, it ended up all right. And 
they actually made a comment to me like you mustn't think of much of us the way she's living and i i didn't respond i was biting my tongue but <laughs> it worked out all for the best in the end but 11 trillion dollars of equity in the united states it's crazy so i mean a lot of seniors are in great shape man uh but you just got to use that money you're not that money's not making any money you know that's just sitting yeah it's got to work to make money for sure yeah or else or else it's not you know before at least the interest rates going up at least your savings might get up to two (laughs) percent because for years you weren't making any money with the money in a bank right you know you were making basically zero just a place to store it (laughs) yeah agreed so anyway, I thought that was an interesting topic. It is. It, it was a great topic. And it's information that, again, just, you know, that we're always just trying to educate our audience and things that people didn't know. Yeah, so. it was 8 trillion in 21, and now it's up to 11 trillion. So what's next? All right, Mark. So we are up to our segment with Asking Dr. A. And we're going to be doing the continuing series of staff performance fit, new and current staffs. Very good. How are you, Dr. Averson? I'm doing great, Mark. How are the two of you doing? We're doing great. We're good. So kick this off. We talked that we gave the audience a little preface last week. So how do you want to start? Well, I want to start by talking about what are the benefits, because the benefits are pretty obvious uh, to most people, but they still don't do it because it may have a cost factor. But the interesting thing is, I mean, when you have when you have a really good fit between what are the characteristics of the individual and with the performance needs for those, you know, that go with those characteristics, you're going to get higher performance. You're going to get less stress and you're going to get less turnover from your staff. I mean, it's just, just obvious stuff, right? So it's important to look at what are the characteristics and most organizations don't do that. I mean, they might use, one of the 40 plus discs, they might use the Myers-Briggs, they might use something else, you know, to look at it. And then they don't give it much credence. Why? Because most of those assessments aren't really ac- very accurate, or you're not sure what are the true characteristics. What we're able to do is actually measure the true characteristics, whether they be behavioral characteristics, whether they be what are underlying those behaviors or what motivates the person. And we can then determine what is whether this is the right person to deliver that type of performance for the organization. Uh, and, and You know, doctor, I, I've been teaching the real estate classes since 2014. Mm-hmm. And out of all of those classes that I go into and do the coaching session, I ask them all if they've ever taken a disc test. And out of all those classes, you know how many I've hit no. That have actually some kind of disc test at their work, like two or three people. Oh, my Most God. Most of the industries don't bother with any of this. They just hire. They do the usual. They read the, the resume. They meet them. If they like them, they hire them. Right. And, and I mean, that's And the then they end up going through. And then they end up going through the same process eight months later. Right. And and if the. And. I mean, that's that's definition of insanity, right? You know, doing the same thing that you've done before and hoping for a different outcome. Right. All right. So what people need to do is they need to really have an accurate assessment, which ours is, that measures what 
the characteristics are of that person. But more importantly, not just that, but you need to make sure these are the characteristics that are going to lead to performance. And we have the technology that actually does that. So what happens is there's benefits at the staff level, okay, because they're going to do a better job, number one. Number two, they're going to be less stressed and they're going to be less likely to leave because they're enjoying the job and they're doing a good job. But just as importantly, there's leadership benefits, and that is it increases your bottom line financially. It's less stress right. for you as the leader because you don't have to be rehiring people all the time, and it wastes less time. So instead of spending all this time interviewing people and then having them leave six or nine or 12 months later or them not performing the way you want them to, okay, you can save all that time because they're going to stay longer. And even if they don't stay any longer than they might have otherwise, they're going to be much better performers during the time. Yeah, and this costs them money. I I tell the students, think about where you worked in the past. I I do it in a nutshell. Usually how I see hires go, and I've been through a lot of different things where I've seen this. It's almost like human nature and like a bunch of the the 20% down myth and everything. The first three months is a honeymoon. Everybody's excited. The second three months, there's improvements or cracks in the armor, but you can live with it. Six to nine months, it either takes off or blows up in your face, and you start over again. I see that all the time. If you're a leader, okay, and you're listening to this, or you're going to be hiring somebody, just take one quarter of what their annual compensation is and to twice that annual compensation. And that's the range that you're, it's going to cost you every time you do the wrong hire. So call exactly. us. We will save you a lot of money, okay, and just get us. Go to us at Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, and hit the contact us. Tell us who you are, and we will get back to you within 24 business hours. Very awesome. good. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Dr. A. All right. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609 605 Seven one five three. A special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week uh, here on twelve ten WPHT. We're looking for a few sponsors to join our team. Give me a call at two six seven two six six fifty five zero one, and be a faithful listener and be part of our team. So tune in every Saturday at one o'clock. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. All All positive all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.